Hi everyone, may peace be on you all and welcome to this year's Ramadan episode of I'm a Muslim and That's Okay. Oh gosh, it's been an entire year since last year's episodes. But man, um, it's it's always, you know, for us Muslims, it's always a joyous time. This year, uh, especially, I mean, I got to do something I haven't done ever since I was a little kid. Um, for those who might not be um, aware, the uh, Muslim calendar is a lunar calendar. So it, you know, depends on the cycle of the moon. Every new month starts with the new moon. And Ramadan is the ninth month, and uh, because it's such a holy month for us, uh, Muslims all over the world, I mean, we really look forward to sighting the new moon. And, you know, a lot of times it's really not possible for one of two reasons. Because, A, um, for those who might not, probably not gone out to actually see the new moon, um... If you ever get a chance, like just, you know, count the days and, you know, when the first lunar cycle ends and another, uh, the other one begins, um, go out and try to really see the moon, the, the new moon right after sunset um, or not right after sunset, but around the time of sunset. It's very, very hard to spot. Uh, it's not the like the crescent that we usually see in illustrations. It's so, so slight. I mean, blink and you'll miss it. It's that, it's that sort of uh, crescent. Uh, it's there. And the, the other thing is the, the, side, the crescent itself or the sighting of the moon itself doesn't last very long. Usually it's only around the time of sunset that you can spot the new moon. After that, you can't. Yet, Like you cannot spot the new moon um, in the night sky. If, and if you're spotting the moon in uh, the crescent in the night sky, it's not the first moon. I mean, I've learned that over over the years. So the very, very first moon can only be spotted around the time of sunset for that brief period of time. So, I mean, that's what we do. Um, Muslims around the world, they will... Uh, and I remember doing this as a kid um, during, uh, you know, when just before Ramadan would begin, the, the sunset just before Ramadan... Um, the entire family would be on uh, on the rooftop and we'd be trying to straining, really, really straining our eyes just to spot it. And of course, we were kids, you know, I was a kid. I never really actually spotted it. Maybe once I think that's, that I spotted it, usually the adults and they try to point it out to you. You know, it doesn't make too much sense because really you can't focus on how really slight it is. But even then, you know, it was one of those traditions that really we really looked forward to. We were excited about it because it was the beginning of Ramadan. And ever since I moved to the U.S., I think, you know, one of, it's one of those traditions that sort of like fell into the back burner. Um, but this year, um, me and a couple of my Muslim neighbors, we got out of our houses and we took the kids outside and we were like, we're going to spot the moon. And, you know, we set up a table, had a, you know, a few things to eat and drink, you know, just it made a little fest, uh, a little festive occasion out of the sighting of the new moon. And wouldn't you believe it? It was a cloudy day. <laughs> you, we couldn't spot anything. Um, not the new moon, but not nothing. But it was really cute. My uh, the, the kids, all the kids in the neighborhood, they were out and they were doing a countdown for when the sunset is usually, you know, the time when the moon can be spotted. And then they, you know, shouted out Happy Ramadan. It was so, so sweet. I mean, I think 
It's one of those things I hope that, you know, my kids and all the, you know, Muslim kids around the country and around the world can really partake in because it, it's really a special, a special moment for Muslim kids, especially. But yeah, we didn't get to see the moon. But here's the thing. Um, for most, I mean, again, this is one of those things that is up for debate. Um, a lot of people believe that you should sight the moon visually, but a lot of the times, and in a lot of Muslim countries, we now go do the uh, the Muslim months through uh, an or already like a predetermined lunar calendar based on calculations about the position of the moon and how uh, the sequence sequence goes of the the lunar uh, phases. So uh, you can quite easily assess which day will be the first moon. Um, so when, like uh, today, it was cloudy. Actually, not today, but the day that uh, was the first of Ramadan, it was cloudy. We couldn't um, see the actual new moon with our very eyes. It's usually, you know, you can b- either base it on those calculations or you can even follow other Muslim countries where the moon has been spotted. So you can do the first rem- of Ramadan according to that but yeah i mean it's it's gonna be uh, uh it's, it's not exactly summer but the weather's starting to get hot and the days are starting to get longer and oh man <laughs> it gets tricky around this time i mean um yeah it's not as long as it was last year but you know it's still you know the days are gonna get longer so the fasts are gonna get longer but, you know, I hope, you know, we can make through the month. And uh, this year, my kids are also fussing to fast. Um, at least my younger one is. And uh, I'm considering it. I mean, again, it's not one of those things that you force children to do. Um, it's like they see everybody else do it and they really, really want to do it themselves. And my my like younger one had a complete meltdown over like he wanted to fast, even though none of and like kids in our neighborhood at his age are fasting but you know they see their mom and dad do it and there's a general atmosphere of fasting so he really wants to try it and uh, i'm i'm tempted uh it's just that you know it's (laughs) hypoglycemia in adults is bad but in kids but uh, you know i'm gonna have him try over the weekend and see how it turns out and again if he breaks his fast it's fine because it's he's a kid um it's one of those things that you have to really build up stamina for anyway even as an adult so uh i'm gonna let's see how it goes but um i'm I'm really proud of him that he's really trying to make the effort for it and that's what what counts and this year i mean i think the advantage I have this year is that um, we moved um, since last year. I was living in a different part of town and I moved to a neighborhood that is very close to the masjid. Um, it's a predominantly Muslim neighborhood. And man, I, it's it's interesting. Um, I've been in the U.S. for about 13 years now and you sort of see how the Muslim community has evolved um, there was a time in Ramadan, yeah, um, the general festivities are always there. You know, we have the the thar and the nightly prayers that are called the ravi um, that are done for the entire month. Um, but uh, there is a greater scale of celebration that I've noticed, um, especially after I've moved in to the Muslim neighborhood. I'd never seen like houses actually decorated for Ramadan. I think it's so great. It's 
Um, it's, you know, that's the thing. Um, for those who are um, not Muslim, um, I think most uh, don't realize that it can be very difficult for our kids, especially, to see all the decorations and festivities for um, other occasions like Christmas and um, like New Year and all, all of these things that Muslims, like some of them do, but generally they don't celebrate. And they sort of wish that um, it, it's something that they could do as well. But this year, I haven't really, really noticed that there's a lot of neighborhoods that have decorated outside and inside their houses as well to celebrate Ramadan. And I think that's so great. Um, I, unfortunately, <laughs> we haven't done anything. And like, I'm feeling bad now because I think we really should like decorate the house or something. Like uh, maybe I should like buy something off of Amazon, and, like put it up in the house. I'm so bad. No, but, but seriously, I think it's a great thing. And um, my husband went out for grocery shopping and he was telling me that uh, they were offering also Ramadan specials. And that was also very surprising. Um, I think I, I really don't think that I've ever encountered that before, um, personally as well, where you'd have Ramadan specials. And all of these things are, you know, it's sort of mainstream some of our um celebrations as well um i think previously there were times when i had seen certain ads for ramadan by uh, one of those um big big box or big companies for um uh, for diys they had done a ramadan special but they had like received some pushback for it i mean it's it's you know you when i saw that ad um for me, it was something that brought me joy. But when you heard about the pushback, you know, it sort of does disappoint you. But now what I'm seeing is that greater acceptance of Ramadan as an occasion that can be widely acknowledged. And I think that's so great. Um, it really is, uh, especially when, you know, I have my kids growing up over here. They can see it as something that is not maybe not as mainstream as maybe Christmas and other uh, Easter and other occasions, but still something that is now more um, generally recognized. And I think that is so great. And this year, many of my non-Muslim friends even put out greetings for Ramadan. And it's it's really is heartening. They're the best. I, I think they're they're so sweet to even acknowledge it. And um, it. It really gives me hope that, you know, in the future, um, my kids will be more secure um, in their identities. I think most people don't realize that as a minority, um, these things become so important that you have other people, people who are not even of your own faith, cultural background, really acknowledging you and that you exist and that your existence is important. I think it's such a it's a wonderful message that my my friends and even other people who genuinely acknowledge Ramadan now um, send to us and uh, my heartfelt gratitude to them. Um, and this year, oh, unfortunately, unlike last year, I will not be doing my episode every week. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. I'm still virtual schooling my kids, so it's hard. And it's like I can I can barely keep up most of the time 
And uh, even though I think my, my most popular segment at that time was when I had given out some of my favorite recipes uh, for Ramadan and what we uh, break our fast with. I'm really tempted to do another one of those, but I don't know, man. I can't guarantee. Um, but I will have another episode in two weeks. Um, that will be um, an interview I did with a, uh, an imam uh, or a religious leader of a masjid who's a convert to Islam and I had actually met him when I had uh, gone for a hajj and his story is really interesting of how he came to Islam so that'll be in the next episode and um, the episode after that I'll be you know releasing just a little earlier because I wanted to do one uh, another episode in, in Ramadan in which you know we'll talk about a little, a little bit about how Ramadan went for me and hopefully, you know, I don't like lose my mind when my child tries to fast and, you know, how we prep for Eid. Um, especially now that I live in a Muslim neighborhood, um, I'm really excited about it because, you know, I talk to a lot of my friends over here and they're like, they really want to do something extra special for the kids. So I'll give you an update on that and, you know, um, please join me in the next two episodes within Ramadan and I hope to inform and entertain as I always do. So until next episode, you guys take care of yourself and may peace be on you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to I'm a Muslim and That's Okay. And if you wish to follow my social media for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All the links to those are in the show notes. And if you are on Apple or on Spotify or on Podchaser, please do give my podcast a five-star rating. It really does help get me, you know, in the public eye. And if you wish to donate to support the podcast, you can do so through the PayPal link in my show notes as well. Take care.